Good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's good to have you with us here today for the Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. It's Friday, December 23rd, 2022, uh, just the day before Christmas Eve, before Christmas, right? The uh, Eve to the Eve, if you prefer. <laughs> I am trying to record here from church. Uh, it's working just fine. Uh, hopefully the power stays on. I know but this kind of wins. I wouldn't be surprised if we end up with a tree down on a line or something. Uh, but it's working for now, although it looks like the frozen tundra out there. So uh, Canadians can have their weather back. Feel free. Or North Dakotans or whoever. Northern Minnesotan people. This is not what we're supposed to have. Anyway, and I know it's going pretty far south as well. It's not just here. So uh, let's see. Today we will wrap with our Christmas readings uh, with the shepherds visiting Bethlehem, and we'll pick up actually with them after Christmas um, with the Feast of the Presentation and uh, the Epiphany readings, all right? We'll do those with the children after their week break. Uh, well, week and a couple days now, actually, since they had yesterday and today off. All right, so let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Okay, memory verse time. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Psalm 51, verse 5. Our psalm for the week is Psalm 85. Lord, you were favorable to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of your people. You covered all their sin. You withdrew all your wrath, you turned from your hot anger. Restore us again, O God of our salvation, and put away your indignation toward us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger to all generations? Will you not revive us again, that your people may rejoice in you? Show us your steadfast love, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Let me hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people, to his saints. But let them not turn back to folly. Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him, that glory may dwell in our land. Steadfast love and faithfulness meet, righteousness and peace kiss each other. Faithfulness springs up from the ground, and righteousness looks down from the sky. Yes, the Lord will give what is good, and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before him and make his footsteps away. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our catechism for the week is uh, the fifth and sixth petitions. What is the fifth petition of the Lord's Prayer? And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. What does this mean? We pray in this petition that our Father in heaven would not look at our sins or deny our prayer because of them. We are neither worthy of the things for which we pray, nor have we deserved them. But we ask that he would give them all to us by grace. For we daily sin much, and surely deserve nothing but punishment. So we too will sincerely forgive and gladly do good to those who sin against us. 
and the sixth petition. God, uh, excuse me, and lead us not into temptation. What does this mean? God tempts no one. We pray in this petition that God would guard and keep us so that the devil, the world, and our sinful nature may not deceive us or mislead us into false belief, despair, and other great shame and vice. Although we are attacked by these things, we pray that we may finally overcome them and win the victory. All right. Good to have you with us. Uh, see, those of you watching live, we've got uh, Eileen checked in, Gus and Eileen, excuse me, Karen and Don and Karen and Michael all on Facebook. Vicky and Defresh are on YouTube. Uh, I got a text. Let's see. We can see that you are live on Facebook, but can't get it to come up on our phones or our computers or on YouTube. All right. So that's my mom having problems joining us. She'll join us later, I'm sure. I'll watch it on replay. Um, and then Chris just checked in on Facebook. Good to have you as well. Thanks for checking in. Uh, those of you who watch or listen later in the day, greetings to you as well. I pray this will be a edification for you, our consideration of God's word together. All right. Our first reading today is from Isaiah chapter 52. Therefore my people shall know my name. Therefore they shall know in that day that I am he who speaks. Behold, it is I. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who proclaims peace, who brings glad tidings of good things who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Your watchmen shall lift up their voices. With their voices they shall sing together, for they shall see eye to eye when the Lord brings back Zion. Break forth into joy. Sing together, you waste places of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. All right. Uh, the first part, uh, of course, the name, it is I, this is ref referencing, of course, the divine name, which Jesus uh, confesses is his. Uh, also, the, the use of the feet to bring good tidings and good news. This is uh, witnessed in Jesus as he goes about all of uh, Galilee and the surrounding region, the Decapolis, and down to Jerusalem and through Judea and into Samaria and to Tyre and Sidon, all over the place, right? bringing good news, forgiveness of sins with his feet, right? And so you'll see actually quite a few references, um, references, I should say, even to Jesus's feet, especially, um, you know, the woman who um, washes them and anoints them with oil and um, dries them with her hair, right? Um, you also see at the end an interesting expression. The Lord has made bare his holy arm, Right. Making bare his arm is to reveal his arm, which would be normally covered, but then to expose it is to show it. Well, his holy arm is who sits at his right hand, Jesus, right? The arm of God is, is often referred to as, um, you know, your right hand man, you've heard that kind of expression, right? So this is referring to Jesus. He's revealed and they shall see in his holy arm the um, redemption of Jerusalem, the comfort of the people and uh, ultimately the salvation of our God, right? So again, it's a Christmas prophecy where Jesus is revealed to us, uh, born of the Virgin, laid in the manger, and uh, especially referred to, or revealed to the shepherds, which we'll read about here now. I can just leave it like that. There we go. Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 15. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now, when they had seen him, they made no widely known the
the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. All right. So why do the shepherds go to Bethlehem? Right. We have explicitly their words to one another, to see the thing that should come to pass, which the Lord had made known to them. Right. And of course, what do they find? Just what the angels um, told them. Right. Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And then as we said, um, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of those of him who brings good news. Right. These shepherds actually become apostles or angels even, if you prefer, right? Because they made known the saying which was told them concerning the child. So they heard God's word, believed it, right? Confirmed it actually by going to Bethlehem to see, and then proclaimed it. So you see the picture, really a picture of, well, the messengers um, of God, these shepherd angels, really, who are the shepherds today, who are actually called shepherds. It's one of their titles. It would be the pastors of the church. That's what pastor means. It means shepherd, right? The one who leads you to Jesus and proclaims um, proclaims him for you and to you. Right? I think in a, in a way you also see a picture of the church. But in particular, you see, uh, as we talked about with shepherds yesterday, um, shepherds are those, um, well, often are those who are in that leadership uh, role authorized by God. So think Abraham, patriarch, or um or Moses, you know, the, the redeemer, well, the one who re- helped redeem or was God's agent of redemption, we'll put it that way. Um, also David, king, right? Of course, Isaac and Abel and the others. Jacob. What does Mary do? It's an important statement, I think. I think it's actually a cue from Luke um, as letting us, why does he let us know? Well, the question is, um, what does she do? She keeps these things and ponders them in her heart, right? Of course, we talked about this before. Blessed are um, you among, or blessed um, are the breasts at which you nursed, right? Um, says the woman to Jesus. And he says, no, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it, right? Mary is the model of the church, not in a sense that she gives birth to Jesus or um, that she nurtures him, but rather that she heard the word and she keeps it, right? Let it be unto me as you have said, she says to Gabriel. How did the shepherds return to their flocks? Glorifying and praising God for the things they had heard and seen, right? Um, notice they go back to their vocation, but they go with God's word, right? And they bring and proclaim God's word within the vocation they have as shepherds. They don't abandon that. Um, Jesus does not take us out of the world, but rather sends his word into the world, right? Yeah. And uh, this this response of returning, return. Yeah, returning and glorifying and praising God. It's here in Luke chapter 2, but actually it gets repeated throughout the gospel. This is a common, well, this is the response um, of the word of God in people, right? So, for example, Luke 5, with the paralytic being healed, listen to this, right? I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go home. Immediately he arose before them, took up what he had been lying on and departed to his own house, glorifying God. And just like we heard here, and they were all amazed and they glorified God and were filled with fear saying, we have heard strange things today, right? Um, Later on, Luke 7, 
And uh, this is with the widow's son being raised. Young man, I say to you, arise. And so he who was dead sat up and began to speak, and he presented him to his mother. Then fear came upon all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has arisen amongst us, and God has visited his people. Sounds like the same language here of uh, the shepherds. Luke 13, this is uh, Jesus healing the crippled woman, right? being uh, paralyzed, maybe possessed for 18 years, right? or at least infirmed, a spirit of infirmity, it says. Uh, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. Notice Jesus keeps making these declarations of healing, right? It's his word that does the thing. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because he healed on the Sabbath. You know that kind of story. All right. I'll just go forward a few more chapters. Luke 17. And this would be um, the ten lepers, right? Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God. And he fell down on his feet, on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. That one is pretty familiar. We hear that every year. Uh, How about blind Bartimaeus? Yeah, that would be another one. Lord, that I may receive my sight. And then Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Your faith has saved you. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. How about we do one more? (laughs) And Jesus cried out with a loud voice, and he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. So when the centurion saw what had happened, he glorified God, saying, Certainly this was a righteous man. And the whole crowd who came together to that sight, seeing what had been done, beat their breasts and returned. But all his acquaintances and the women who followed him from Galilee stood at a distance, watching these things. Notice no thanks to God at the cross. Hmm, that will come in the resurrection. All right, so you see this repeated theme throughout the whole thing, right? Throughout the gospel, God is glorified for the work done by his son. So uh, Chris, is asked, Chris asks, were the shepherds the first to spread the birth of Jesus? According to Luke's gospel, yes. They were the first to hear the announcement, and they were the first to go forth spreading that gospel, making widely known the saying which was told them concerning the child. Um, I think there's something also beautiful here about um, Jesus not being born in Jerusalem, uh, under Herod, and then having like herald messengers sent forth from the king to proclaim his birth, but rather he's born um, of seemingly insubstantial people, Mary and Joseph, um, in in the town of David, of course, the town of the king, right? But uh, kind of a backwater city town, and then um, the first people who both receive the announcement of his birth and receive him, and then go forth proclaiming his word are, are really the the lowly and the downcast. Right, but they're given this exalted ministry. Right, um, I take comfort in that as a pastor. Right, because he doesn't. Jesus doesn't choose um, the mighty and the strong and the important and the wealthy and the powerful necessarily to proclaim his word, um, but he chooses uh, ordinary folk. <laughs> farm. Uh, what did my, my one professor say? Uh, Iowa farm style. Right, <laughs> he chooses normal people, and he gives he gives them great gifts and. Uh, really the gift of scholarship and, and knowledge and study of his word, of languages, so that so that we can study his word, and then uh, rhetoric and uh, discourse so that we can actually confess and proclaim that word to you. But, you know, there was almost nobody, thinking of my seminary experience, almost nobody that came from any kind of notoriety. 
it, it just, it was, we were just normal people. Um, shepherds, if you like. A lot of farmers. Okay? Uh, and there's something beautiful about that, isn't there? Is that it's the, it's the word that does the work. Uh, it doesn't require titles and uh, crowns and tiaras and, um, you know, three-letter acronyms after one's name. And it is a lot of people to tell. Um, but the message does go out um, to all the world. And very rapidly after, especially after Christ's ascension. All right. Um, maybe there's a there's something for us to consider here. It would be an interesting sermon, uh, or to bring out in the sermon, I should say, that um, that the the shepherds can't help but actually make known widely the saying which was told them, the word that they had heard and seen confirmed. And, I, and I've often wondered why we as Christians are um, so reluctant actually to tell others about what we have seen and heard in our churches. Right, really great and incredible things, sins forgiven, um, new life given in baptism, forgiveness, life, and salvation administered through um, what seems to be simple bread and wine, um, really out, almost outrageous things confessed uh, according to God's word, just too good to be true. And uh, you know the shepherds can't help but share that message, and yet we seem reluctant um, to tell others of what we have heard and seen um, from Jesus in the church. I think it, it begs the question, why? Why? What, what is getting in the way? That eh, would be an interesting sermon, wouldn't it? <laughs> okay. The shepherds went to see the sign and then proclaimed the promise connected to the sign of the child in the manger. They became faithful witnesses to the good shepherd as they spoke of the child as the Savior. This is the task of all shepherds of the church whom we call pastors today from the Latin. They are to preach the good news that the child is our Savior from sin and death. Mary is a model for the whole church. We are to hear the word of God and keep it, treasure it, and ponder it in our hearts. All right, uh, let's sing uh, the last four stanzas of the hymn. We sang the first three yesterday. And close the path to misery. 
Pray the collect for this week together. Stir up your power, O Lord, and come and help us by your might, that the sins which weigh us down may be quickly lifted by your grace and mercy. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray, Heavenly Father, lead us out of temptation. Guard and keep us so that the devil, the world, and our sinful nature may not deceive us or mislead us into false belief, despair, or and other great shame and vice. Although we are attacked by these things, we pray that we may finally overcome them and win the victory. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Pray today for the preaching of the Holy Cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, for its spread throughout the whole world, for the persecuted and for the sick and dying. Let us pray to the Lord, Lord of mercy. We pray today with uh, Jim, who celebrates his birthday, with Courtney, who celebrates her baptism, with the households of our church and of our community, especially with James and Deborah, Carol, Merlin, Jan and Donna, Karen and Isaac. Pray for our catechumens, Christian, Wyatt, Aaliyah, Lydia, Charlie, Kaylee and Kimberly. We pray for those ill receiving treatment or recovering, especially Marcella, Joe, Kelsey, Walt, Christopher, Dan, Brad and Ron, Marla, Betty, Pat, Merlin and Heidi. Pray for our homebound Ed, Paul and Pauline. We pray for our mission of the month, a place of refuge. And we continue to pray with the family and friends of Bev who could grieve her death. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, 
my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right. It's been good to have you with us here today for our Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. Uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do in the morning. We'll see. I'll probably have prayer in the morning. Why not? And uh, But we won't necessarily prepare for Sunday. You'll have plenty of opportunity uh, to do that, to consider the readings. Or maybe we will. I don't know. We'll see how it goes today. Uh, my day yesterday uh, ended up having to take care of some other things that I hadn't planned on. So uh, today is finishing preparations for uh, tomorrow. All right. So I'm um, doing it here in the frozen tundra of, uh, well, it shouldn't be frozen tundra, but southwest Wisconsin. So anyway, uh, southeast, excuse me. Yeah, we're on the east, southeast Wisconsin. There we go. Sheboygan County. Regardless, it's good to have you with us. I hope you can stay warm. And if you don't have to go out and about, it's probably a good idea. So God be with you all. Keep you safe uh, and secure. We'll see you tomorrow. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.